0: The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, be watchful, be alert. You do not know when the time will come. It is like a man traveling abroad. He leaves home and places his servants in charge, each with his own work, and orders the gatekeeper to be on the watch. Watch therefore, You do not know when the Lord of the house is coming, whether in the evening, or at midnight, or at cockcrow, or in the morning. May he not come suddenly and find you sleeping. But I say to you, I say to all, watch. The Gospel of the Lord. We've waited. We're a little anxious because we've been searching and we haven't seen anything like it. When the day finally comes and we all sit down, we see others getting excited because they've discovered what it was they were looking for. And we realize that as it gets down to the end that nothing remains. We begin to be saddened. It's almost as if we were forgotten. We begin to doubt. Maybe we're even angry. Our dreams have been crushed and we ask ourselves, why did I wait? Today marks the first of the new liturgical year. The first Sunday of Advent. And Advent, which means coming reminds us that Christmas is around the corner. And with that comes the desire for gifts. But as Christians, we know that Advent also means that the Lord desires to come into our life. Not simply to come as a memorial in that manger on Christmas morning, but to come into our hearts in a new way. To come and break into the staleness of our lives to enter intimately into our life and as the church reminds us this first Sunday of Advent to come also at the end of time. But I think as Christians we can oftentimes identify ourselves with that child who asks for an expensive gift and as the rest of the gifts are dealt out they realize that their gift is nowhere to be found at that Christmas tree. From all aspects of our life as Christians, it seems as though others have received more than we have. Maybe we've asked the question, but it seems like the Lord hasn't truly come to answer it in our own life. We can even find ourselves questioning, does he really love me? We can find ourselves like that kid asking, will it ever come? And a darkness begins to cast the shadow of our life. You know, In our first reading today, the people uh, Isaiah is speaking of were looking for vindication. It had been promised by the prophets. But they didn't even realize that that vindication had actually come. It felt as though it had never happened. And that's why they find themselves saying, Why do you let us wander, O Lord, from your ways and harden our hearts so that we fear you not? Because the people had turned away because they couldn't see what had been given to them. And for us, especially this year in 2020, we can fall into that same desolation, a feeling of helplessness where we begin to question our trust in God. God who, as Isaiah says, is our Father. Much like that kid at Christmas who begins to question his parents, we are tempted nowadays more than ever to begin to doubt, to even despair when things don't come With immediacy. When we don't see, we don't see these things in our spiritual life, then when God doesn't respond with immediacy, we can begin to doubt or begin to question his own love for us. Darkness, despair, desolation, as Saint Ignatius of Loyola termed it, enters in. A disquietude, a disturbance. It makes us tepid and sad. We begin to doubt, begin to lack confidence, and without hope or love, we can turn to the lower things of the earth. Without patience, without receiving these gifts immediately and having them available in our daily lives, then we can begin to lose confidence in God, to even harden our hearts to doubt that he is actually coming to save us. But let us not forget, as St. Paul says to the Corinthians in our second reading today, that our God is a faithful God. A God who has bestowed many gifts in us through Christ Jesus. But this generosity does not make us immune to the temptations that we will all experience. The temptations that Jesus warned his disciples of in our gospel today. Because all of us will experience... Those consolations, those little glimpses of God's presence, the little delights, the delights, the evenings of our, of our lives, like those disciples who experienced the camaraderie and the love of Jesus at the Last Supper. But many of us will have those midnights of our life, the agony in the garden, where it seems as though Christ is ripped away from us. Or maybe. We'll have the cock crow. We're even seeing Jesus, we may even be tempted, like Peter, to deny him when things get tough. Or maybe we're at that point in our life, the morning of our lives, where Jesus has been handed over to take his cross, and for us, all seems lost. When we find ourselves in desolation, though, never give up. Because the life of Jesus, even the life of the beloved John the disciple who went all the way to the cross, shows us that even in the darkest moments of our life, those may actually be the ones where we are closest to Christ. His life shows us that sometimes the new beginnings that we seek in our life, those greatest gifts that we desire, come to us ultimately through the chaos. This Advent, our practical preparations will look different because of all that we're struggling with. And I propose that we take on Weight Watchers. Now, Ignatius does say that physical desolation can lead to spiritual desolation, but I speak of WAIT. What are the good gifts that God has? No eye has seen nor ear heard the gifts that God has for those who wait for him, Isaiah says. We are called to wait, to seek delayed gratification, a gratification for things eternal, things that may not come to us immediately now, but the gifts that will endure for eternity. Much like a kid who sees siblings opening their gifts, they have the confidence that what they ask for may soon be given to them. Yes, it may cause us anxiety. It may cause us to question, to doubt, may make us uncertain, but we have to trust in God's faithfulness. This means that we have to keep praying, even if it doesn't feel like it. As Ignatius' number one rule, when things get dark, don't change. Endure. You know, Garth Brooks even said, I thank God for unanswered prayers. Even though he may not answer, God truly cares for us. And he has a waiting around the corner, not in the garage, but around the corner. He has waiting for us a gift far greater than we could have ever asked for. And finally, then watch. We have to be watchful, to stay alert, to be attentive. If we fall asleep, that means we've given up on seeking the highest Things, the greatest goods. Translated differently, to fall asleep means to be lethargic and to be self indulgent. And if we fall into sin, if we've fallen asleep in our relationship with Christ, it doesn't mean that He won't come into our hearts. To seek a new beginning and sacrament of confession is to open ourselves up to the delights that God has in store for us. Because we cannot forget, like the Israelites, our identity as sons and daughters of the beloved Father. Much like the people of Israel, God has not forgotten you. The more alert we are to God working in our life, then the easier it will be to see the little stocking stuffers he gives us, the little moments of grace, the little consolations he's giving us and desiring to give us here and now. Brothers and sisters, let us wait and watch this Advent, for the great vindication we seek is waiting for us. Not in the garage, but in the manger of Bethlehem. If we keep our attention on the coming of Christ, then the anxiety, the uncertainty, the stress, the doubt, the anger that we experience now will not only dissipate, but it will help us to understand anew the faithfulness of our Father, who has given us every good gift that we need. And who desires to come to us this Advent and this Christmas to make it a great delight in our soul.